You're tuning in to Dose of Deborah, Rehab for the Heart, supporting you, the healthcare professional, in reclaiming your health and personal power so you can thrive and feel alive. Get ready for a spoonful of inspiring information and insights to lift, soothe, and open your heart, allowing you to heal, restore, and transform your life. Here, we keep it real, raw, and relevant. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Dose of Deborah, Rehab for the Heart. I'm your host, Dr. Deb Howell. I'm a physical therapist who's inspired and on the move to reignite the heart and soul of healthcare professionals and to restore the culture of caring in healthcare. I'm excited to share with you a recap of a very interesting and important conversation I had this week with a patient in the rehab clinic. And this conversation we all at some point in our life will have with ourselves. You know, having been in this profession for quite a while, you know, I hear at different levels, you know, someone has just retired, now what? You know, those questions, what happens next? What are, what are our next steps? Well, this gentleman in particular, my introduction to him and questions to him had to do with what level of activity, what is he doing at home, you know, for um, enjoyment, for his mobility, what is he using a walker, you know, things like that. And basically he said that he has a walker, he walks a little bit in his home and he and his wife just moved into an independent assisted type of facility that they're able to have their meals prepared for them and all that and they're also on a second level so there's elevator that they can use to go downstairs now this gentleman has chosen to use powered mobility over his walker and I had questioned why did he not walk down to his meals and his answer was basically it was easier to use a scooter and um, more convenient right and then his additional um, questioning to me was what's the point to walk you know, when he's really not going to make that much of an improvement in his health. My, my comeback was that there is no improvement when you are doing less than you're able to do, right? Because the body is a supply and demand system. And if you're able to walk and you're choosing to ride in a scooter... Right? The body doesn't require the same amount of energy and effort to sustain 
the activity. And I went on to share with him an experience I had by being on bed rest when I was pregnant. And I was on bed rest for seven weeks, being able to go from my bed to the bathroom, which was maybe 20 feet away. And that was my sole source of walking and getting up and, you know, quite limited. And the shocker to me, though, was when I was actually allowed to walk and have no restriction. And the first place that I went was the mall. And from my car to the entrance at the mall, that bit of walking, which wasn't that far, had me feeling like my heart was going to beat right out of my body. And it was shocking to me because, you know, I was in my mid-30s and I was very active prior to my bed rest. But this seven weeks of laying around and this limited walking was actually detrimental to my cardiovascular system. And as I shared this with him, you know, he has heart condition and, and all sorts of other things going on. But it became apparent to me that he was existing versus wanting to improve upon his situation. And I asked him straight out, do you want to get stronger? And what do you like to do? And the answer was, I don't do much of anything. And he's kind of like waiting to die. And I thought, wow, you know, this is um, a very interesting perspective on your life when this man has ability and he's in a situation now where he's doing less than he's able to and doing himself a disservice because he doesn't feel any better for it it's sort of lagging right he's 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 not any closer to death right and he's not any closer to feeling better. And he's also not any closer to, you know, just feeling like life has any kind of meaning anymore. And, and this was really intriguing to me because I wanted to understand why is it that this is his situation when he really had so much ability. And he went on to say that, you know, he worked all his life and saved and saved and saved for his retirement. And so retirement has come and he is not doing anything. And I said, well, why not? And his answer to me was, I don't know. I don't really feel like it. And then his wife has a different view where she feels that he is responsible for her not traveling abroad because she would like to do that and then and he says well she won't make a decision so I make decisions and it was to save and and not to spend that money so there's some 
dynamic there going on in their relationship. But bringing it back to him and what was important to him, it was the fact that he had spent so much time at work. And I asked him, I said, well, did you enjoy what you did while you were working? And he said, yeah, he did. But he did not perform and have the kind of success that he had wanted for himself. So he's feeling some level of regret and questioning himself on why he didn't do more. And it just seemed like he's in this space of not really putting forth the effort to achieve the things, especially a feeling of what he wants to feel. And that is to have some sense that life is worth living, right? And I said all this to him, literally, uh, and it brought him to share with me that he had lost his son at 17 years old. And that was devastating to him and his wife. And so that was the underlying piece that was really a place of unrest for him. And now this gentleman, he told me, you know, he's 78 years old. And he said, well, my mom died at around that age. And his father died maybe a few years later. So he's sort of waiting out his time. I thought, well, that's an interesting way to look at your life. However, there are no guarantees of when you're going, when your time is coming, right? And he agreed with me. So my question came back again is that he was still in this place of bewilderment that he worked so hard his life in his life and did not achieve what he wanted to achieve yet now he's at this point in life waiting to die and his wife wants to travel and blames him that they haven't done anything because they've been saving all their life so I guess my question overall in in this interaction had to do with how we make decisions how do, how do we prioritize what's important, right? And this ties into relationships. Relationship to oneself as well as relationship to others and like family and um, work. And at the end of the day, you know, that question is, how did you live your life? How do you feel about yourself? Are you at peace? Are you satisfied? Are you fulfilled? It is a real point of reflection when we reach a certain age when, you know, retirement, something that's going to put us into transition, or if it's some kind of illness but something that causes us to pause and question our next steps. 
and question our previous steps, right? And today, I want to ask you to reflect on how you feel about yourself with respect to the work that you do, right? Are you working so hard, right? Just you're on autopilot, you're just moving and moving and moving and really not taking time to enjoy your life. You're saving and saving and saving and you're really just not getting the quality of life that you could be having right now because you're waiting for a later point in time, right? And I'm here to tell you that later may not come and now is what you have, you know? And it's a scary point in time. And this gentleman, I mean, we, we had a whole host of other things that we were delving into in conversation. But, you know, I still, I remember, you know, another gal, she was uh, 65 and retired and came to rehab, got sick within, you know, a few months after retirement and, and questioned what has this all been about, right? That she's worked so hard, now she's retired, and now she's in the rehab setting and then but still she didn't know what she was going to do with her life and personally I'm finding that because I am at a considered <laughs> um, in the seniors status right that when I hear a patient say to me and I had a gentleman who was actually going to be 70 and he also said, well, now i got to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And I had a flash forward to the thought of being 70 and asking myself that question. And I don't want to ask myself that question at 70. I want to be living my life now on purpose, right, deliberately, feeling good about what I'm doing feeling joy and passion and excitement. And I want that for you. I want that for the patients that I get to meet and speak to and influence and, and help expand their perspective when they choose to not show up in their ability, right? They, they're stuck in this place of I can't or it's too hard or, or what's the, the point, right? And yet it doesn't feel good to be in a weakened state and be depressed because we must move. We must move our mind. We must move our body. And our heart is tied in to all of this. And the relationships at hand, you know, our time that we have with engaging in, in things that matter, you know, your health is center to everything that you do. 
And part of your health has to do with your perspective on your life, right? And the view of your time, how you value your time. And also, though, how are you caring for yourself? And so, are you at peace? Are you living deliberately? Are you living up to your potential? Or are you just on autopilot or squandering your precious days? Right? Waiting for that someday. Because we set ourselves up. And you get to decide what you are setting yourself up for. So I, I just, you know, it's such an important conversation. And I was grateful to be able to have it with this gentleman. And hopefully I was able to recap without having too many tangents off because, you know, there was so much that was in this conversation. But hopefully you get the gist of this is that, you know, what you feel right now about what you're doing matters and the decisions that you're making to help you enjoy your life, to prioritize your time so that at the end of the day, at the end of your life, right, you're going to feel that you did what you could to the best of your ability, right? And that plays itself forward into the kind of social interactions and engagement that we have in this life. So, you know, this is just, um, that's part of what we get to do. So I invite you to really reflect on this. And... Um, it's it's a it's a great subject, you know. So thanks for listening and tune in again. So you can check out my blog at doseofdebra.com and I'm on Instagram at doseofdebra or on Facebook at Dr. Deb Howell. Take care. Talk to you soon again.